You're listening to Real Estate Radio Unplugged on the Radio 50 Network on KSPA AM 1510 and KFSD AM 1450. Now your hosts, Ontario and San Bernardino leading real estate experts, Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz. Good morning. Uh, my name is Patty Schultz, and my co-host Lilyvette Rodriguez is here today. And you're listening to Real Estate Radio Unplugged. Lilyvette is a real estate broker with over 20 years' experience in the Inland Empire. Her philosophy is single advocacy because it's more important than dual interests. The focus is to support the client side of the transaction only because one cannot be in two places wholeheartedly. Yay! Bravo for you. I'm a real estate broker and have been specializing in short sale negotiations for the last seven years. I've helped thousands of distressed homeowners across the country and a boatload of real estate agents not only make a lot of money, but have made them smarter. That's right. All you agents and any consumers that need to know anything about a short sale or a distressed property, please call Lily Vetteri at 855-411-5459. That's 855-411-5459. Or you can visit our website at realestateradiounplugged.com. Joining us today is our guest, Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation, your personal mortgage planner for life. Good morning, Keith. Good morning, Patty. How are you today? Good. We're going to be talking to Keith about why FICO scores are so important and credit and credit yes absolutely tremendous but, impact yeah but first where well, i'm going to get into um are you kidding me uh segment regarding the um la times article that was written by andrew corey on july 28th they're talking about how the housing market is willing to use aggressive tactics in regarding buying property and the frenzy in this market right now has prospective home buyers gambling the study says two-thirds of would-be home buyers would resort to aggressive tactics such as paying the seller's closing costs are you kidding me bidding above the asking price are you kidding me i'm not kidding you are you kidding me now, doesn't that sound just like what happened that led up to the crash? Overbidding a property. And then it's not going to appraise. No. So then uh, with our market in the Inland Empire, uh, you know, San Bernardino and Riverside counties, you're not going to be able to finance that because a good portion of the loans are FHA, government-insured loans with minimum down payment. So... Where do they think that they're going to come up with this money, especially if they're going to start paying sellers' closing costs? According to the study, they're borrowing money from loved ones as well. <laughs> well, not only you that, but they're, the, the listing agents and the sellers are also making the offers or the counteroffers not contingent on the appraisal. So there's no appraisal contingency. So if the appraisal doesn't come in at value, they still have to, the buyer has to bring in the difference in cash. That's creating an artificial housing bubble, which, as you said, is exactly what happened in the mid-2000s. That's why I'm saying, are you kidding me? Really? Definition of insanity. Doing the same thing, expecting different results. And it's happening. They are bringing in over the amount. I know for the short sales that I do, they are bringing over the amount if it doesn't appraise. What What kind of a range have you been seeing? What kind of additional dollars? 20, 30, 40, 50, 80. Thousand. Yeah, people want, in the study right here, it says the consumers are worried. So this is, you know, false. But consumers are worried that the prices are going to keep rising. But they still have to, there's a cost of living increase. At this rate, they are definitely creating uh, an imaginary market at those levels because it's it it's yeah we we see that happening all over again. Well, well yeah, Patty, I got that number beat in San Marino just recently. There was one where they paid four hundred and seventy five thousand dollars over listing price. Good night. 
Are you kidding me? Brought in the cash to do it. Now, you're talking about million-dollar properties, but still, $475,000 over the list price to get this house. Exactly. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Well, according to Jed Kolko, Trulia's chief economist, he says that people are willing to fight over the limited number of homes that are on the market. So, yeah, I, I hate to say I... I do believe you, but it still is just ridiculous. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Have you seen anybody paying over uh, price, Lily? Yes, but yeah. not anywhere near the kind of numbers we're talking about. Uh, I think that most recently there was one that I was personally involved with, but uh, that they were willing to come in with an additional 35000 but. The circumstances were a little bit different. I think that the neighborhood definitely substantiated it. There were some issues with appraisal, and um, they were happy with it, but not really something that I encouraged them to do. But, you know, everybody in that particular situation, it was a win-win. But we don't see outrageous that way. You know, you may see 15,000, 10,000, mm-hmm. you know, more along the lines. But and it also will depend by each city because you know, each city since they have their own sure. personality, some will command more. But this is going to yeah, I guess we should just buckle ourselves in for a longer uh term for our market to level off. Either that or another crash. Go ahead, guys. In the last 6 months, all the buyers that I've worked with, every single one of them that has gotten a home has paid more than listing price. Amazing. Every single one of them. Amazing. Where are they getting their money, their extra cash? A lot of them have a lot of cash. You know, the problem is when you have an FHA buyer who's coming in with 3.5% down or on a 3% conventional deal, they don't really have that extra money. But those offers are also not at the top of the list to be looked at because the sellers realizing and the listing agent realizing that they're going to be overbid, get overbid, and they're going to you know, have a higher price, are not going to really look at those offers as much because they know that they can't bring in the difference in cash. So a lot of those buyers are thrown to the side because they aren't going to have the extra cash to bring in to make up that difference. But have you seen a trend in where the borrowers are getting the extra money? Is it in savings? Are they borrowing it from friends, family? It's, it varies. A lot of them have the extra money. They go, well, I want to put 20% down, but I have extra in case I need it. Um, I have one borrower right now who's getting a $100,000 gift from their parents in order to make up the mm. difference. Um, some of them are going into their retirement accounts and taking the money out of their retirement accounts or borrowing against their retirement accounts. So there's, there's, there's a lot of different things. There's no one specific thing. It's funny how the media can create such a frenzy on a shortage Absolutely. It's amazing. Absolutely. Also, according to the survey, 25% of the respondents said that they would pay or they would bid 1% to 5% over a home's asking price. Well, I mean, but you know, keep in mind, it, that will vary from market to market. I mean, if you're talking about the cit- you know, cities that the sales prices are lower, Again, you're you're right in the mark between five and ten thousand dollars if the sales price is around a hundred thousand. And there still are some neighborhoods in those in those brackets in the Inland Empire. It's where you start getting pricier at over five hundred thousand dollars that then it becomes an issue, or could become an issue. Mm-hmm. And the, here's the other thing, too. Um, Guy, I'm kind of interested. Are, are you seeing these as owner-occupied in these uh, higher prices? Most of them. Yeah, most of them are owner-occupied. I mean, I do have some rental deals that I'm working on also. But you have, a, you have to come in with at least 20% down on an investment property anyways. So those people who are buying investment properties normally have a little bit more cash than owner-occupied. But, yeah, I mean, there's... As I said, there's a lot of people with a lot of cash. And when you get into the five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollar range, I mean, they're coming in with twenty percent in most cases. That's amazing. Or more. Now, Patty, have you seen what the foreclosure numbers are looking like for because, you know, I know that they're saying that the numbers are going down. Your experience and my experience has have not seen that in our particular markets. But I don't really like to rely too much on 
certain data just simply because it's so different. You go to one source and it says we're down, another source says we're up. I've never relied on certain particular data. Um, I do follow Trulia, you know, uh, foreclosure radar. I go and take my own data, and then of course I read a little, you know, from Bloomberg, um, etc. But the foreclosures, the Bill of Rights actually will be speeding up the foreclosure process. It gives the lender a quicker turn time. The Bill of Rights. When we spoke earlier, um, a couple weeks ago. With Fabian, what was his last name? Fabian Casares from uh, thank you. President of uh, National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. Yeah, so when you go behind 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, the Bill of Rights is going to speed that foreclosure process up. You don't have as much time as he said. Um, so I foresee probably foreclosures picking up. Um, right now, the numbers, there's... They're, they're not there. They're just, yeah, they're just not there. Okay, excellent. Well, you know, it's something that we definitely want to uh, revisit and, and see what that's going to do to our market in the next six months. Yeah, so, um, well, coming up, we're going to be speaking about why FICO scores are so important with Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation, your personal mortgage planner for life. And uh, we want to know what the significance is between a 600 and an 800 FICO. So all you people out there that are interested in finding out what the difference is in the, between the delta on the scores, stay tuned. Um, we'll, we'll be back shortly. Lily, do you have anything to add? Nope. nope. You're listening to Real Estate Radio Unplugged. Is brought to you by the Radio 50 Network. Visit radio50.com. That's www.radiofifty.com. For all of your real estate and financing questions, call the show's off air number at 855 411 5459 and speak to the hosts of the show, Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz, directly. 855 411 5459. You already know interest rates and mortgage programs have gone through some wild swings recently. So who do you call when you need someone you can trust? Hi, Lilyvette Rodriguez here, and I recommend Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation. You hear him on the show every week, so you already know he'll tell it to you straight on how to save the most money on your mortgage. But what makes Guy really special is that he has a program that he provides to his customers to help them pay off all their debts, not just their mortgage, in 8 to 12 years without paying anything more than what they already spent each month. And he doesn't charge for it either. Give him a call today at 562-627-8866. That's 562-627-8866 to get the latest update on rates, programs, and get out of debt in 8 to 12 years. Whether you're buying your first home, an investment home, or looking for a great rate on a refi, Guy Keith is my number one most trusted source in lending. 562-627-8866. Did you know 26 million Americans have kidney disease and most don't know it. The day I was diagnosed, I didn't know what to do. I called the National Kidney Foundation, and the young lady who answered stayed on the phone with me and walked me through step by step. She, too, was surviving kidney disease. And she showed me there could be life after kidney disease. Visit the National Kidney Foundation at kidney.org. Now you know. The Astor Broadcast Group's been Southern California's business and financial news authority since 1989 and now serves 12 million listeners in Orange County, the Inland Empire, and North San Diego County with financial news and talk radio. Get up-to-the-minute reports on the market, the best financial advice and opinions from Wall Street to Main Street. It's radio's most powerful information. Financial news and talk on the Astor Broadcast Station. AM 1450, North San Diego. AM 1510, the Inland Empire in Orange County. For all of your real estate and financing questions, call the show's off-air number at 855-411-5459 and speak to the hosts of the show, Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz, directly, 855-411-5459. Hi, you're listening to Real Estate Radio Unplugged with Lilyvette Rodriguez and myself, Patty Schultz. We're going to segue right into 
Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation, your personal mortgage planner for life. I've got a question for you. Give us the answer to what is the difference between a 600 FICO and an 800 FICO? Well, the difference if you're looking to buy a home is with 600 FICO score, you're not going to be able to buy a home. And with an 800 FICO score, you may be able to buy a home. That's pretty pretty simple on that. Um, FICO scores have in the last decade have really become a huge part of being able to buy a home. Um, there's a lot of different parts to buying a home. You know, there's income, there's appraisals, there's cash, but FICO scores are, are vitally important because credit, I mean, lenders look at your past credit history to figure out, you know, whether you'll be able to make your payments in the future. The, the best indication of your future payment history is what you've done in the past. If you haven't made your payments in the past, you're not likely to make them in the future. If you've made them in the past, then you'll probably make them in the future. Um, so, Guy, just in case uh, some of us who are are listening, what does FICO stand for? Because it's actually an acronym, no? Yes, it is. Uh, FICO means it's short for Fair Isaac Company. And it was a company that basically came up with this scoring model decades ago um, to basically to be able to, again, as I said, they want to be able to see or quantitatively be able to look at how they could judge somebody's ability to be able to make a payment. So they, they put together this scoring model. They look at you know all the different things that make up your credit, what kind of accounts you have, whether you've had late payments or not, all kinds of different things. They come up with a score and with this really convoluted little black box they use. And the higher your score is, the better credit risk you are. So lenders look at that so that they're going to give you a better loan because you're a better credit risk, the higher your score is. The lower your score is, the more risk there is in making you a loan and the less likelihood you're going to get a loan or the more expensive the loan will be. So you mentioned a little black box. What are the components of the FICO score? Well, there's there's several different things that make up the FICO score um, or how, how the FICO score is calculated. Um, the first thing is, is your payment history. 35% of the FICO score is based upon how you make your payments. If you make your payments on time, then that's obviously going to help quite a bit. When you are late, more than 30 days late on payments, then that is going to hurt your score. Um, the next thing is the amount that you owe. So in other words, if you have a, a $10,000 credit card limit and you owe $9,999 on it, which is at the limit, that's going to hurt your score more than if you only owe a couple thousand on it because it just they, they look at that as being higher risk and it counts more against you. I have a question. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but back to the 30-day lates. Can you expand on how a person gets a rolling 30-day late? Most consumers don't understand that if they don't make the double payment, they will continually have a 30-day rolling late, meaning in a mortgage. Right, or on a credit card even. Or, or any. Yeah. Basically what happens is if you get 30 days behind, you then have a 30-day late that shows on your credit report. The next month, if you make the pay, make one payment but don't bring that other payment current, you're still 30 days late. And every month that you you can make your payment on one payment on time for 12 months in a row, but you could have 12 rolling lates because that one payment is still delinquent. And as long as it's still delinquent, it'll show as a negative on your credit. So in other words, in lay terms for me and all the other people, consumers out there that may not know this language, it would be in order to eliminate a, thir a rolling 30-day, it would be two payments. If you're 30 days late and your mortgage is 2000 or whatever payment it is, you need to pay 4000 That's right, because you have to pay the late one and you have to make your current one on time as well. In order to e eliminate or avoid the... Rolling, rolling lights. 30. Yeah, and that would thank stop you the for, rolling lights. Yeah. Thank you. I have so many clients to ask me why. Well, yeah. this so is, thanks for the clarification. This is some great information. If anybody is interested in getting a two-page handout that Guy has uh, recapped this great information, um, give us a call at 855-411-5459. That's 855-411-5459. Or call Guy Keith direct at 562-627-8866. So we're talking about FICO and uh, its impact on credit. 
we uh, just finished recapping what would make it low, lower the score. What would make it raise the score? Well, one of the most important things is to pay your bills on time. I mean, it sounds rather flippant or rather simple, but what it comes down to is if you make your bill, pay, make your payments on time, then your FICA scores will go up over time, and any negatives that you have on your credit will count less against you, you know, as time goes by. So first is making your payments on time. Um, the other thing would be is if you have high balances on your credit cards, you want to pay those balances down because, as I mentioned, when you have high when you have high balances on your credit cards, when you're up close to the credit limit, then that counts more against your FICA scores. In fact, the other thing that's really quite amazing, most people don't know, is if you have, let's say you're again a ten thousand dollar credit card limit, and you're at ten thousand five hundred, you're over your credit limit. That is that counts against you as much as a thirty day late on that credit card. That's how much being over your credit limit hurts your credit. So if you pay down the balances, that will help increase your scores. Where should you try and uh, have those balances then? You know, it, there's a, a number of different percentages that are bandied around. Um, but you want to, if you want to have the absolute best improvement in your score, and this most people don't even realize this, it's not playing it down to zero it's paying it down to 9%. So if the balance is 9% of your credit limit, that is going to give you the least amount of points counted against you and help you score the most. Most people aren't necessarily able to do that all the time. So you're, you're looking in the you know, 50% range or less. If you can pay it down below 50%, that will certainly help your scores quite a bit. So is there any truth to uh, the information that if you know you have a cutoff date of let's say the 15th of the month, but then you're, um, you pay it on the 5th, does that have any weight? Is there any truth to that? The, the cutoff dates vary from creditor to creditor, and I'm not sure on that so much, as, but what I do know is what will happen is during the month when you make the payment, when the payments are being applied, a lot of times your FICA scores will actually drop for about a five-day period while they're updating the FICA scores and everything. And so sometimes when you have your credit run, your scores will drop and your, your everything's exactly the same, but it's because of the processing time what's going on. After that roughly five days, then the scores will go back up. But you know you can't keep running your credit every five days and get inquiries on a report because that'll lower your scores also. So it's kind of a, it's kind of an insidious system that. To say the least. Well, yeah, it, it, it really almost fits into our are you kidding segment. Are you yeah, kidding? Because all, exactly. all the stuff that happens, it's very complicated and it's very protected information wise. I mean, I mentioned the black box, but basically, you know, the, they have this model that they've set up as to the number of points that they count against you for any open credit you have or anything that's happened on your credit. And they put it into this, it's a program and it's like a little black box and it spits the score out on the other side. There are generalities that we can go over as to what make up the scores and things, but to be able to tell you exactly what a score is, you know, it's, it's almost impossible for an individual person to do that. So, um, as a recap, this is some great information, Guy, that you're sharing with us. Um, if you're interested in receiving the two-page recap on credit and FICO and its impact positive and negatively, give Guy a call at 562-627-8866. That's 562-627-8866. Or give Patty and I a call at 855 411 Five four five nine. That's eight five five four one one five four five nine. So, I have a, I have another quick question for you. Um, you just finished mentioning that each one uh, will have like a five day downtime. Does that change from credit card company to credit card company, or is that an internal FICO maintenance? Uh, type situation? It has to do with, uh, well, you know, when you talk about when they're updating their records, I would say, you know, that's, that's, I don't know the exact answer to that one. Um, but I would say that 
it's more of a FICO driven thing rather than the credit card companies because the credit card companies have nothing to do with the FICO scores. All they do is report the information, you know, to the bureaus who then run the FICO scores. So it's, you know, it's probably more bureau related than anything else. Mm, so that's part of that little black box process that you're yeah, talking about that. Exactly. So does anybody know what it looks like behind the Oz curtain? I mean, do, do we know what that... Uh, any what those internal systems does anybody know what those internal systems are well fair isaac probably knows but <laughs> you know it's it not no no one in the general public knows and it's very guarded you know it's a very secret kind of a thing because you know again you've got three different basically you have transunion equifax and experian are the three main bureaus where you get fica scores from and each one has their own scoring models. They do it a different way. They don't share that information necessarily. So again, it's proprietary and it's protected because you know the bureaus are in the business to sell credit reports. They don't care whether it's accurate or not. They really could care less about that. In fact, it's in their best interest for there to be incorrect information on there because that just means that lenders have to run more credit reports and that makes them more money. So it really comes down to the money. So even you know, when you're trying to get a report fixed, you know, if it's erroneous, it's very difficult to get done because they make it difficult because they really don't want to fix things. They don't want it to be accurate. So it sounds like it's a punitive system. Leading back to the gal that just got an $18 million award. Yeah, exactly. We talked about last, we talked week. About last week. That's mm -hmm. right. Exactly. Excellent. So uh, we are uh, having a conversation with Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation. And uh, coming up, what are the 15 things that can hurt your credit? You're listening to Real Estate Radio Unplugged with Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz. This program is brought to you by the Radio 50 Network. Visit Radio50.com. That's www.radiofifty.com. For all of your real estate and financing questions, call the show's off-air number at 855-411-5459 and speak to the hosts of the show, Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz, directly, 855-411-5459. You already know interest rates and mortgage programs have gone through some wild swings recently. So, who do you call when you need someone you can trust? Hi, Patty Schultz here, and I recommend Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation. You hear him on the show every week, so you already know he'll tell it to you straight on how to save the most money on your mortgage. But what makes Guy really special is that he has a program that he provides to his customers to help them pay off all their debts, not just their mortgage, in 8 to 12 years, without paying anything more than what they already spend each month. And he doesn't charge for it. Give him a call today at 562-627-8866. That's 562-627-8866 to get the latest update on rates, programs, and get out of debt in 8 to 12 years. Whether you're buying your first home, investment home, or looking for a great rate on a refi, Guy Keith is my number one trusted source for lending. 562-627-8866. I remember, the, I remember moment. the moment. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. As long as I live. Several of us were working to rescue a family. The house collapsed on top of the cellar door and trapped them. We had to use Humvees and heavy machinery to move massive trees and debris. We got them out. We helped a lot of people out. It felt good to know I could really make a difference. Because I'm a citizen soldier in the National Guard. Be there the moment your community needs you. Learn more at NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the California National Guard. Aired by the California Broadcasters Association and this station. Never miss one second of the informative business programming on KSPA. Now, we've teamed up with Apple to feature the new financial news and talk app. Just go to iTunes and search for KSPA. Soon, you'll have money and more everywhere you go. It's the perfect companion to keep you informed of the changing economy in the Inland Empire and Orange County. Get the KSPA app now on iTunes. For all of your real estate and financing questions, call the show's off-air number at 855-411-5459 and speak to the hosts of the show, Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz, directly, 855-411-5459. 
So welcome. You're listening to Real Estate Radio Unplugged with Patty Schultz and Lilyvette Rodriguez. Our guest today is Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation, your personal mortgage planner for life. Give him a call at 562-627-8866. Before we get into the 15 things that affect your credit, I have a question that's just burning me. I am so pissed off that I have a client whose escrow impounded account fell below the balance and the lender reported her 30 days late. How in the hell do they get away with that? What do they, they do? Will, <laughs> what well, can we do? Well, lenders lenders will try and get away with anything and if you don't challenge them on it, then it messes up your credit. But how can they do that? They're just idiots. You know, I mean, the, the bottom line is what they should have done is they should have contacted the borrower and let them know, you know what, your impound account is low. We're increasing your payment to make up for that shortage over the next year. You know, we'll break it up into 12 parts, and then you have to pay us more. But with your borrower, when they made their regular payment, they weren't notified of that. And then to show them as 30 days late, the bank is at fault on that. So you should be able to talk to them to get them to delete that and, and do what's called a rapid rescore. I know we've talked about that, you know, off the air. Um, that's where you can actually go to the bureaus, pay money, and within seven to, to eight business days, they will rescore your credit and get that off of there. But you have to have a letter in writing with the bank's on the bank's letterhead within 30 days of filing that rapid rescore for that to work. But you should be able to get that rescored because that's an obvious error and the lender should should not do that. That's 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 crazy. So not only adding insult to injury, they have to pay for that rapid rescore. Yes, they yeah. do. Yeah. Although, well, yeah, they have to pay for yeah, they that. They have to pay for they the rescore. Pay for but if you were if they were doing a mortgage loan and that happened, they would not pay for it. The lender who's doing their loan has to pay the rapid rescore. They are not allowed to pay it. Really? Yep. I've paid a lot of rapid rescores for people over the years because they're not allowed to do that. Trip out on that. I didn't know that. Hmm. Hmm. What good what information? Does that cost? Basically, it's anywhere from fifty to eighty dollars or eighty-five dollars per account per bureau. Are you kidding me? No, it's it's very expensive. Whoa, that's that's mind-boggling. But but see, the thing is. The reason it's worthwhile is if you have a 30-day late that knocks your score down by 80 points and you can't get a loan, but you have a letter showing that you were not late, we get that letter, we do a rapid rescore in seven to eight business days, we get your scores back up, that 70, 80 points, you can now get a loan. If you're in the middle of escort trying to make an offer to get accepted, it's worth a couple hundred dollars to get that fixed so you can realize the dream of owning a home. Super. But now what does the consumer do when they lose the house they were going to buy because it took seven or eight days to get that rapid rescore done? Can they sue? What do I, they do? Seeing as I'm not an attorney, I can't really like, talk to whether they should sue or not. I mean, they could certainly talk to an attorney, um, but I don't know if there's any legal recourse on something like that i mean i would doubt it but doesn't the lender have some responsibility if you're giving them an impounded account to notify you if it's fallen it's their responsibility to do it but the hard thing is is how do you come up with what the financial loss is that you suffer from that when if you go to court and you sue sue them you have to be able to prove what the damage is in order to be able to try and recover that and that's one of those you know, quant I don't know if you can quantify that that well or not. I mean, and there's there's probably legal cases out there where people have tried that, and I don't know what's happened, but it's not going to be easy, and it's going to cost a lot of money. Well, we know from uh, last week's um, $18 million awarded to the Portland, Oregon lady that sued for inaccuracies, and the bureaus refused to take them off or just failed to take them off. They're just too big. But she was awarded that $18 million. But I'm sure that's on appeal also. I and mean, there's no way it's going to end up at $18 million, I don't think. But the other part of that is those are the bureaus. You've got two parts of this. You've got the lender or the creditor who reports to the bureaus. So you've got two things that you're dealing with there. So going back to that 30-day late, you, know, you could challenge that with the credit bureaus to get them to try and remove it. But if the bank or the creditor doesn't agree to that, you'll never get it off. So, I mean, there's a lot of pieces to this in order to try and, you know, get something corrected on your credit. Sounds like a bloody mess. 
It is. And it's very time-consuming and very expensive and very frustrating. All right. Let's talk about the 15 things that affect your credit the most. First thing is late payments. If you make, if you are more than 30 days late on your payments, you're going to, it's going gonna, it's gonna to kill your credit scores. Uh, if you have, a, as an example, a 30-day late on a credit card payment, depending on what your FICA score is, it can affect your score. Yeah, and I can't tell you exact numbers because everything is everybody's credit is different. But anywhere from 50 to 110 points, you can drop your scores with one 30-day late. So you know, as Whoa. you yeah, if you get and you have Whoa. multiple lates, um, you know, it, it hurts it even more. So you know, late payments are 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 really really hurtful to your credit. Um, the other thing is, besides not paying on time, is if you don't pay at all, if you just stop paying your bills then that's going to crater your credit also, you know, because eventually you're going to end up getting charge-offs and collections, and, and you're going to get all those nasty phone calls from people trying to collect the money from you also, which is going to be also very stressful on your life, you know. And mm. so, again, if that account gets charged off, that's an item that's, you know, that's going to hurt your credit. Um, what do you – now, um, give us an explanation. What is a charge-off? Basically, that's where if you have an account and you stop paying on it, after approximately six months, the creditor will write that off as a bad loss. They'll figure they can no longer, they've tried to call you, they tried to work something out with you, you're not paying it, whether you can, you can't pay it or you refuse to pay it one way or the other, they write it off as a bad debt. So they charge it off as a loss. So they just, that's, and they put that on your credit as a charge off. What they a lot of times will do is once they charge it off, they will then sell that account to a collection agency. Then the collection agency takes it, and they start calling you to try and collect on it. And if you don't correspond with them or don't deal with them after a certain length of time, then besides a charge-off, then they will also put a collection account on your credit report as well. So now you have a you have the late payments for not paying the payments. You've got the charge-off, and you have the collection. All those things are going to hurt your scores. Do they ever come off your credit score by, you know, magic? Poof, they are just gone? No, not by magic, but um, <laughs> over time they will because the Fair Credit Reporting Act basically states that there's a certain length of time that things can stay on your credit, both good credit and bad credit. So what it comes down to is if you have something that is a, um, an account, like a credit card account on your credit report, the, the, um, the history of that, payment history stays on there for seven years, up to up to seven years. It's not that it has to stay on there seven years. It can stay on there up to seven years. If you have some type of a public record, like a notice of default, um, a lien, or something like that, that can stay on there for up to 10 years. So you, you always hear these things, well, it's going to be on there for seven years. It's going to be on there for 10 years. It's not that it's going to be that length of time. It can stay on there up to that time. But there's things you can do and try to get it off sooner than that. So, you know, it's, it just depended upon the circumstances of that individual's situation. What about a repossession, like somebody repossessing, repossessing your car, your auto? That's going to count a lot against you also because, again, it's multiple things. You're going to have late payments on the car payment for – whatever number of months it is, then on the repossession, they will, you know, They'll have the repossession on there. But the other part of that is then when they repossess the car, they'll sell that car. And if you owed, say, $10,000 on the car loan and they sold it for 5000 there's a $5,000 loss. They're now going to hit you with a $5,000 loss. Either it could be a charge off or they could go to collection on you all. Anytime you don't make your payments either on time or, or stop making your payments. It's not just the lates that show, it's the other consequences of the collections and charges and liens and judgments. And, and depending on the type of debt it is, depends on the legal ramifications that are available to the creditors to go after you to try and force you to pay them. Can a consumer still get a loan, apply for a loan to buy a property, new home, with that type of credit? Well, with what kind of, which, what well, type of credit? We'd mean? call it, I guess, subprime. You have repossessions, you have, you know, liens, you have all kinds of issues on the credit report. Typically medical, you know, collections, things like that are common. Very common. You know, um, can people still get, uh, apply for a mortgage loan, like maybe under the FHA with uh, extenuating circumstances or? 
The possible. what happens on this, this? They can certainly apply. I mean, you can always apply, even if you have a 400 FICA score. You can apply. It doesn't mean you'll get anything, but you can apply. But what it comes down to is where your FICA score is. So, as an example, on an FHA loan, you need a minimum FICA score of 620 in order to get an FHA loan. Um, if your FICA score is below that, you can apply, but you're not going to be able to get a loan because of that. Really? So, yeah, it, it just then it's a matter of what I do is I'll look at that credit report and see what I can do or tell people to, to do to try and improve their scores. You know, it may be pay off some of their debts. It may be, I, it just depends. But I try to work with them to help them to get their scores up. It may not be a one-month turnaround kind of thing. It may be six months. It may take a year. Um, you know, just a matter of how bad their credit is, what's on there, as to whether or not anything can be done right away or not. So it kind of sounds like the, the from that extensive list, the six worst predators, if you will, are charge-offs, debt collections, bankruptcies, foreclosures, tax liens, and lawsuits or judgments. That's correct. Those are the ones that are going to hurt you the most. Unbelievable. Well, Guy, this is absolutely some great information. If anybody who's listening uh, is interested in getting the two-page recap on credit, its effect on your uh, likelihood of obtaining financing for a mortgage, please give Guy Keith a call at 562-627-8866. That's 562-627-8866. Guy, tell us, what's your website? My website is www.guykeith.com. That's G-U-Y-K-E-I-T-H.com. Real simple. Very simple. And then for those who want to uh, reach us, our number is 855-411-5459. That's 855-411-5459. Coming up, how all of this credit will affect uh, on a short sale. And so that'll be real interesting to to see what kind of an effect that's going to have. So you're listening to Real Estate Radio Unplugged. I'm Lilyvet Rodriguez and Patty Schultz. This program is brought to you by the Radio 50 Network. Visit Radio50.com. That's www.radiofifty.com. For all of your real estate and financing questions, Call the show's off-air number at 855-411-5459 and speak to the hosts of the show, Lilyvet Rodriguez and Patty Schultz, directly, 855-411-5459. You already know interest rates and mortgage programs have gone through some wild swings recently. So who do you call when you need someone you can trust? Hi, Lilyvet Rodriguez here, and I recommend Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation. You hear him on the show every week, so you already know he'll tell it to you straight on how to save the most money on your mortgage. But what makes Guy really special is that he has a program that he provides to his customers to help them pay off all their debts, not just their mortgage, in 8 to 12 years without paying anything more than what they already spent each month. And he doesn't charge for it either. Give him a call today at 562-627-8866. That's 562-627-8866 to get the latest update on rates, programs, and get out of debt in 8 to 12 years. Whether you're buying your first home, an investment home, or looking for a great rate on a refi, Guy Keith is my number one most trusted source in lending. 562-627-8866. Race, religion, gender, disability, or other personal characteristics should not limit your options when choosing a place to live. Housing discrimination is illegal. If you think you're a victim, call Inland Empire HUD-approved housing counseling agency, Inland Fair Housing and Mediation Board at 1-800-321-0911. That's 1-800-321-0911. Online at www.ifhmb.com. All services are offered free of charge. Thanks for taking me on a one-way trip to the On the next Jazz at the Spa, the one and only Engelbert Humperdinck. And thanks for turning me. Engelbert began his career as Arnold Dorsey in Great Britain. He changed his name and five decades later, Engelbert's music has been the soundtrack to a generation. Engelbert Humperdinck, Saturday afternoon at 1 and Sunday afternoon at 4 on Jazz at the Spa. 
for all of your real estate and financing questions, call the show's off-air number at 855-411-5459 and speak to the hosts of the show, Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz, directly, 855-411-5459. Hi, you're listening to Real Estate Radio Unplugged with Lilyvette Rodriguez and myself, Patty Schultz. We're speaking with Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation, your personal mortgage planner for life. And we're talking about credit and how it affects your ability to purchase property, to purchase cars, to purchase anything. And we would like to segue into short sales and foreclosures. Guy, what happens to a person's credit once they have a short sale or a foreclosure? Well, I mean, the first obvious thing is that the, their credit scores are going to drop because when you have a short sale, it's not always the case. I mean, sometimes you'll have a short sale where they keep making their payments, but the majority of people, when they're doing a short sale, they stop making their payments. Well, you start you stop making your payments, late payments go on your credit, drop your credit scores. As it goes to the short sale, you know, they, that part that happens there. If they just stop making their payments and don't do a short sale and goes to foreclosure, again, that's going to crater their credit as well. Once you have a short sale or foreclosure that has closed, that is, you know, off the books, you're going to have to wait a certain number of years before you can buy a home. How many? It depends on the amount of your down payment. Because if you have 20% down payment, then you can do it uh, on a short sale. You can do it after two years. If you have 10% down, it's four years on a conventional loan. If, on the other hand, you don't have that much cash, then you have to wait three years, then you can do an FHA loan. So it's, you know, and then you can go as many as seven years on conventional loans, depending on other circumstances. But, you know, two, three, or four years is, is pretty much what the standard is going to be. Um, with a foreclosure, you're going to have to wait three years with an FHA loan before you can purchase a home. Um, and a similar amount of time, um, well, actually, I think it's more like four or five years on conventional loans. It's much longer. Conventional loans are much more stringent on when they'll allow you to buy a home than FHA will be. So even if they have uh, the uh, foreclosure or uh, the short sale on their credit, what do the FICO scores need to look like as a, as a minimum and where it would be considered ideal? Well, the minimum, depending, a minimum FICO score, as I mentioned, for an FHA loan, you need a 620 minimum FICO score. For conventional loans, you need 660, and on a VA, you need like 640. So those are the minimum scores. The maximum score is going to be, you know, up into the 800s. 850 is the maximum score. I've never seen an 850, and I don't think it's possible to get 850. But the higher your score is, the better the interest rate and the less the fees are that you're going to pay. So, you know, what it comes down to when you have a short sale or foreclosure, those those affect your credit scores quite a bit. Um, but then it comes down to, as time goes by, you know, how much you can try and get your score up you know, one, until you get to the point where the two years or three years or four years has passed. So, Patty, I have a question because this definitely falls in, in your area. What have you seen this look like on the deficiency side? Uh, regarding the shortage in a short sell, what the lender may or may not go after, is that? Exactly, okay. exactly. Yeah. Have you, you know, what has been your experience in that? Well, a deficiency, first of all, let me explain and clarify what that is. So a deficiency on a short sale is where you sell the property for less than the amount owed. Example, if the property, if you owe 300, you sell it for 200, the deficiency is 100,000. So with the $100,000, the lender may or may not seek a deficiency collection. In our state, in state of California, we're a one action state. So the lender can either take you judicially through the court system and sue you or non-judicially, meaning they'll take it to the court auction uh, steps and sell it and then they cannot go after the deficiency. That in a nutshell is how a lender would go after 
the deficiency, but in our state, we don't see um, the lenders suing anybody. We're really a non-judicial state. Uh, so the deficiency, as far as a short sale goes, and credit, well, that just segues back into what Guy was saying in that if you have a short sale and you have, or a foreclosure for that matter, uh, the credit's going to suffer. The amount is unknown. Fair Isaac or FICO, FICO company, Fair Isaac and company, they don't really give us the formula. It's unfortunate. But anybody that's willing to go to fairisaac.com, they can go through a plethora of about 18 million pages of the, of the rules and the guidelines. Been there, done that. It's daunting. And um, there's nobody in the credit world that's really going to tell you how they score somebody with a short sale or foreclosure or a collection or a repo or, you know, we have a general rule um, of thumb on what they – what how low the credit score drops but and it also is a, the other issue on that the problem that you have is that everybody's credit profile is different you have one person that has two bank of america credit cards you have somebody else who doesn't have one at all and when they do the scoring it's like they they take every they take the length of time the account is open, the payment history, the balance versus the credit limit, all those things go into what a FICA score is. They look at, you know, on a short sale, they'll look at how long that mortgage was open, what the balance was versus the high the high loan amount when you got it. All those different things enter into how they calculate the scores. So it's it's like, you know, it's it's almost impossible for anybody who's not an actual computer to be able to figure that out. I mean, it's, it's like you said, it's very daunting, very frustrating, and it's purposely done that way, I think. Well, you know, the, there's been some great information shared here uh, today. Uh, Guy has actually prepared a two-page recap, uh, kind of a quick and dirty uh, uh, information. If you're interested in getting that, please give him a call at 562-627-8866. That's 562-627-8866. And for those of you who are interested in reaching us and having some of your short sale questions answered, uh, our number is 855-411-5459. That's 855-411-5459. Patty, I have one question that I'd like to ask you. Have your clients gotten 1099 tax forms, that miscellaneous? Yeah, 1099C, and that is the deficiency. And um, they need to be... One consulted at the very, very beginning of the short sale in that we are not CPAs or attorneys. So they need to be consulted with that. They need to, you know, qualify for the debt relief and they need to talk to their CPA. So um, we can talk a little bit more about that when we come back. If you'd like to find out how to qualify for that debt relief act and what a deficiency really is, please st stay with us. Uh, you're listening to Real Estate Radio Unplugged with Patty Schultz and Lilyvette Rodriguez.